Good evening, everybody. We are live from Daily's Place with AEW Dynamite. It is Wednesday night. My phone is glitching. But it's Wednesday night, November the 18th, and Dynamite starts off hard and heavy with the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, who just released their book today, available in stores around the world, or not today, yeah, yesterday. Available in stores around the world on the 17th of this month, which was yesterday. Taking on Top Flight, which seems to be a very impressive young tag team coming onto the scene here in AEW, as it has been non-stop action back and forth. As Matt just hit one of the young men with a buckle bomb onto the back of his brother. They're both brother teams. Matt and Nick taking on another team of brothers here. Is they are uh, just impressive, impressive gentlemen that they are taking on here. I don't, I didn't catch their names. I just know that they're Top Flight. I know that one of them is 19 years of age. He is the youngest competitor to wrestle on an AEW show. Uh, these gentlemen are highly impressive, and, and to be in the ring with the Young Bucks, you got to be doing something right because the Young Bucks right now are the team to beat in the wrestling world. I mean, hell, they've been the team to beat for a long time, even with FTR as the tag champs. little miscommunication from the Bucks there. Man, what an impressive move. He went for a hip toss, flipped up, got him with a leg scissors takeover, and geez, shoulder tackle. So, Janarius, is that what he's calling him, or Janarius? I can't understand Tony Schiavone's ass. But it, it's an impressive match, and we'll be back with results throughout the night as we go along as they hit a super fly or a Spanish fly on the ground in the ring. Guys, what a hellacious opening match. They just set the bar high for everybody else on AEW Dynamite to follow that. They said, hold Hangman Page's beer and watch this shit because we're about to tear the house down, and they did just that as Top Flight and the Young Bucks just tore the house down. What an incredible match, man. Unbelievable. The Young Bucks picking up the victory with the BTE trigger, isolating one of the young gentlemen and hitting him with the double knees and getting it ready. Man, what a match, man. And, and of course, at the end of the match, somebody's always got to be a dick, and it was uh, the hybrid uh, two or whatever. And Helico and his little buddy come out and jump top flight. Bucks, of course, make the save. But don't forget, we've still got hot-ass action tonight as Pac takes on uh, Silver, or no, not Silver, Blade. My bad. Pac's taking on uh, the Blade. We got Serena Deb versus Thunder Rosa. Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy. We've got the contract signing between John Moxley and Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title match that's coming up in December. And, of course, the Inner Circle's been in Las Vegas. The Inner Circle's going to slay Las Vegas, and we're going to see some of that shit next. You know, it's great. I'm loving AEW. I loved Raw, but it wasn't what I thought it should be. I still don't understand why Drew McIntyre ended Randy Orton's reign as champion so quickly. There's so much to look forward to as Undertaker's fin final farewell will be Sunday night at Survivor Series. It's going to be epic. So, guys, it's, it's going to be great. 
But uh, I just watched as you know MJF took took Sammy Guevara's cards and switched cards with him as he switched cards with him while they were playing blackjack and uh, <laughs> Sammy Guevara realizing that those weren't his cards. Wow. So MJF and Sammy Guevara building up some some real angry angry shit here between the two of them. They're in Vegas as MJF cheats Sammy Guevara in a game of blackjack and things like that, and MJF still not getting some some friend some friendly vibes from some of these guys. But uh, it is what it is. MJF is of course in the inner circle. Him and Warlow, Warlord, whatever you want to call him. But what a hellacious opening bout. Jake Hager and Warlord staring at each other. Kind of interesting. Look forward to, to seeing the fallout some some of this. But, but anyway, we'll be back throughout the show as, as we get you know we get information and clips and things like that. But what a hell of an opening contest with the Young Bucks and Top Flight. Just a top notch. I give it five stars. Man, that was a five star match. They they tore the house down. So we've seen the segment with uh, John Moxley talking about his match with Kenny Omega and, of course, the contract signing still to come. And then we watched as Kip Sabian, super bad, took on Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed, might I add, from wherever, weighing whatever, won the match. And then, of course, Miro, the best man, got involved. Man, he is a, a big, big man, very agile, very, very physically, you know, aggressive, just diving into the ring and taking out Orange Cassidy and the best friends, you know, try to run him off. No contact between the best friends and Miro as the best friends do their hug thing. And uh, I'm sitting here while my wife is enjoying her wonderful dinner and we're watching live from Daly's Place as Dynamite is going down. And I'm sitting here playing with my pretty little girl, Judith. Our pretty little blue-eyed Lucy. The ball python. It's a lacistic ball python. That means she's solid white with pretty blue eyes. She's such a doll. She finally got through digesting her meal from this week. So I'm getting to play with her for the first time this week as she's been digesting. And I don't want to... You know, stress her out too much after she eats, because if you stress them out, they'll regurge, which means they'll throw up. And uh, it's not good for them, because sometimes when they throw up, it can do some damage to them. But she is one of the most sweetest docile snakes I've ever played with. <clears throat> She's literally laying here in my hands, letting me rub her head, and her just rubber. She just loves attention. First snake my wife uh, just fell in love with. We went and picked her up at the Lafayette uh, Herps Exotic Reptile Show. And my wife held her the whole two-hour drive home. Well, it was more like three-hour drive home from Lafayette all the way back to where we live. So that tells you how docile she is that my wife would play with her the whole ride. Because my wife is not the biggest fan of snakes. She loves her hedgehog, but she does not uh, normally mess with snakes. But... We're getting ready now as the girls are out with the brooms. They're dancing. Kenny's choreographing some girls out here in some looks like 70s, uh, what would you call that, aerobic suits? They're out here in some 70s aerobic suits with some brooms dancing. They're bringing Kenny Omega out. 
bringing out bloody Kenny Omega. He comes out in his bloody suit with his little sunglasses on. Who's he trying to be, Eric Church with the aviators? Oh, they're going to cross, the, oh look, they're going to cross the brooms for Kenny. One screwed up her spot. She moved the broom before it was time. I'm sure Kenny will have her ass after this is over with. But, uh, we're getting ready to see Kenny Omega and John Moxley do the contract signing. So we'll try to stick with it for a second and just kind of, kind of talk about this and see where they go with it. See if there's any contact or see if they do exactly what they say they're going to do. Which is, John Moxley says he's just going to shake Kenny's hand and all that good stuff, but... You know, they all say they're going to do something different and they end up fighting, so. Politics. Oh, yeah, it's just like the debate. Well, let's all be friends and shake hands. White, white. Yeah, you talking over me again? But John Moxley making his entrance. He is the longest reigning AEW champion so far, and. and, and by far, he is the number one wrestler in the world. He was rated number one in the PWI 500. John's music hit. No, John Moxley. There's cameras in the back. John Moxley's out. Something's wrong. John Moxley's laying on the ground in the dressing room. With a busted nose, the belt laying next to him. Jerry Lynn is going to get some help. Nobody knows what's going on. Looks like John Moxley has been taken out. Tony Schiavone is going to ask Kenny. Kenny starts laughing. I'm not one for this psychology type stuff, Tony. Look, last time it was the elbow. This time it looks like a bloody nose. Kenny said that the last time Kenny said the last time that he was supposed to wrestle John Moxley it was the elbow. Now it's a bloody nose, blah blah blah. Make sure you capture this. Kenny's gonna go ahead and sign. He's trying to say that John Moxley's trying to find a way to weasel out to weasel his way out of this title match in two weeks. At AEW Dynamite, he is trying to say that because John Moxley weasels his way out of their first match, the first time with the uh, the elbow thing, that now he's having issues. You know, he's going to use a bloody nose or whatever. But and then Kenny had issues with the ink pen, so he. Kenny Omega has signed the contract. We don't know. We don't know when John Moxley will sign it or or what just happened with John Moxley, but that's an interesting situation. Is it something? You know, something's something's not right. Somebody jumped him. Was it Kenny? Was it Hangman? Who who jumped Moxley? If they jumped him, or is it a way to to not come out there? I mean, John Moxley's interview segment earlier, the little video package they aired of him, he was being very legitimately stating that he was beat up and you know his body was worn out and that he was still going to show up and he was going to shake Kenny Omega's hand and get ready for the title defense and and things like that so I mean I don't, I don't know I don't know where they're going with this JR check it out we're in the OU pullover JR of course is a big Boomer Sooner fan of course I'm a big LSU Tigers fan 
no heat there. I still cheer for the Sooners every time they play. Just out of respect for JR and, of course, Doc. But uh, they need to get that goof there and the mask off the TV. I just I can't stand him. I can't hint. I cannot stand him. Uh, and yes, we did see slaying Las Vegas. It was very entertaining in in a way, as they drank a hundred percent proof Everclear, and Jericho is now back on TV. Jericho looks like a drunk woman with her hair all fucked up, and they've got Elvis with them. Uh, Haggard and Warlord was beating people up. Uh, Jericho tripped over some guy that was walking with them. But it's been a fairly entertaining little segment. Uh, MJF's wearing his scarf as a ninja bandana, staggering around pretending to be drunk as shit. So, I mean, these guys are uh, these guys are, are, are doing really good slaying Las Vegas. So, we'll see where we go next. Kind of wondering what the deal is with the Moxley angle, if Moxley will be back, if he'll sign the contract tonight, or how that's going to play out. But uh, enjoying Vegas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sammy Guevara pulled out a knife. Sammy Guevara just pulled out a knife. What the hell? Is he trying to... I think he was trying to do a blood pack. I think he was wanting everybody to do a blood pack or offer up blood or something. I don't know. Sammy Guevara's... Huh? Guevara, Guevara, whatever. He's a little weird. They're all howling now. So, anyway, the knife got put up, but Sammy Guevara, Guevara, whatever you want to call him, did happen to tell MJF that he hates him. So, it is what it is. We already knew that. But anyway, we'll be back shortly as Jericho's waking up in the hotel room. Obviously hung over with Elvis in bed next to him. Oh, shit. So, we've seen a couple of segments there from Chris Jericho and them waking up in the hotel room next to Elvis and all the chickens and the fun, festive times of slaying Las Vegas. And then we had Jericho at the announcer's table, and then Jericho disappeared. And Pac come out and had his great match, a, a phenomenal match with Blade. Uh, looks like he went for a black, uh, the Falcon Arrow or the Black Arrow, and then transitioned into that bow-like submission. I don't exactly remember what they called it. My bad, I was in the middle of something else. But they, uh, they hit that move. And <clears throat> it's pretty interesting. And then uh, the Butcher jumped in after... after I'm trying to figure out what's going on. After Pac won the match, the Butcher jumped in and attacked him, and then Eddie Kingston gets in there, and they're all beating up on Pac, and then Ray Phoenix just comes out and makes the save, and now they're beating up on, on Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix was... Ray Phoenix and them were partners, and I thought Ray was with Eddie and them. And now they're attacking Phoenix, and Eddie's putting the boost to Phoenix. He's turned on his own family here as Blade is standing on the throat of Pac. Now, Penta's come out with a chair. Ray Phoenix is out here, with, or Ray Phoenix is out here, got beat down, and now Penta's come out with a chair. They're trying to talk Penta into hitting Ray with a chair. Eddie's telling Penta to hit Ray, and Penta went after Eddie, and now he's going after the Butcher and the Blade. Brothers don't turn on brothers that easily, man. 
So it looks like uh, the Death Triangle, which is Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Penta, are back. And it looks like Eddie's on his own with the Butcher of the Blade and that little bitch, the Bunny. So it is what it is, as Pac won the match. And now Pac, Phoenix, and Penta standing tall as Penta come out with the chair to make the save. They were trying to get uh, Penta to turn on his brother and hit his brother with a chair, and it just didn't happen, man. They beat the shit out of each other twice. And Penta still comes out and saves his brother. That's that's love. That's brothers. Only you know, only your brother can beat the hell out of you. Ask Titanic about it. I'll beat the hell out of him on Thanksgiving weekend. Y'all just wait. But hell of a match from Pac. First match back since being in quarantine. He didn't miss a beat, man. Hell of a match. And then they've got... Uh, oh, that chick that got into it with Brandy last week. She got Brandy's arm in a chair and just stomped on it. And, of course, old Big Swole, old Big Swole, Red Velvet, and them just showed up a minute too late. Brandy's arm just got put in a chair and stomped on by that big, uh, that bigger girl that she got into it with last week. I don't remember that chick's name, but it was a hell of a segment. It was funny as hell. Yeah, the heifer, that salty bitch. And Vicky Guerrero and Nyla looked like they were aligned with her. They were helping hold security back to stop them from interrupting. But it is what it is, guys. It's it's Jade. That's her name. Thank you, Jr. I appreciate that. Thank you for phoning in, man. But uh, Jade just stomped the arm of uh, Brandy in the chair. And now we're up. Up next, the NWA Women's World Championship. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deb. And I got a feeling Thunder Rosa may win, but you never know. We'll see you up next. So next week, we're going to get the AEW Women's Champion taking on Anna Jay. But we just watched as Thunder Rosa put up a hell of a fight against Serena. And Serena managed to retain the NWA Women's World title. And uh, I'm not sure who the lady was that ran in. I only seen the, the back end of it as it... As it happened, but Thunder Rosa and whoever it was, I think it was, uh, I think it was Anna J, or or I don't even know, but they were they were brawling over the place. Next week, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager will take on SCU, and now we are getting ready for some more action at Daly's Place. So, guys, just bear with us as, uh, of course, the FTW team of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, who is from New Orleans, Louisiana. Shout out to New Orleans' own. Ricky Starks, uh, not a big fan of Brian Cage, but Ricky Starks, I liked him in NWA. I don't like that he's aligned with Taz and Brian Cage. I think he'd do better on his own, but here we go. As these two make their way to the ring, and Taz is going to go sit and run his mouth on the announcer's table. These guys are ready to take on Darby Allen and the Nightmare Cody Rosa. So our main event of the evening is a tag match. <laughs> we see Coach Arn Anderson has now been kicked out of the arena. He got a little pissed off, and, and the enforcer threw a chair in the ring. The referee rolls his hands and throws his finger in the air and ejects the enforcer from ringside as the ball-headed goof Taz is still at ringside. And uh, Ricky Starks is in the ring with Cody right now. It's Cody and Darby Allen, the new TNT world champion Darby Allen. Tagging up with the Nightmare, Cody Rhodes taking on Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. As my wife just tagged me in something on Facebook. And that's what the alert was. 
But uh, it has been a pretty good show. There's a couple things that just were, you know, over my pay grade, I guess, because I didn't enjoy them. Uh, Darby has gotten the hot tag. He just took uh, Starks down and drop kicked Brian Cage off the apron. A couple of coffin running things in the corner. And then he grabs him with the arm takeover, taking him down with the double leg takedown. Rolls over with the cover. Two count only as Ricky Starks kicks out at two. Ricky Starks, a New Orleans native. A Louisiana boy with a go-behind and then a go-behind and another go-behind. Switch around. He runs. Starks in the corner. Brian Cage grabs Darby. Oh, my Lord. Brian Cage just suplexed Darby Allen out of the corner. Suplex and Ricky Starks as well. He hit a double German suplex and then Cody ducks the clothesline from Brian. Cody slides out of the ring. He's face-to-face with Taz. Slides back in the ring as Brian Cage slides out. Cody up and oh, the disaster kick on the apron from Cody. I was hoping that he'd lay some hands on old Taz there. Up and over as Ricky Starks came in. Cody comes out. Oh, Ricky Starks hits him with a spear, and Cody goes down. Cody's going to roll right out of the ring. Darby Allen back in with a running drop kick. Takes Ricky Starks down. Up. Oh, my Lord. Brian Cage with the strength just catches Darby. Oh, Code Red. First, Brian Cage reversed it, went to Powerbomb, po- pe- 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 I can't even talk, Powerbomb, Dar- Powerbomb Darby Allen, and Darby Allen reverses it with the code red cover, two count only. Ricky Starks tried to break it up, but he didn't have to, as uh, Brian Cage kicked out at two, and now we've got Ricky Starks, he's hooking uh, Darby Allen up for something here, Darby Allen gets out of it. Goes from behind on Darby. Wait a minute on Ricky. Darby flips over. Ricky's got him in the crossroads. Wait a minute. Cody's got a hold of Starks. He's got him in. He hits crossroads. Crossroads on Starks. And now Brian. Oh, wait a minute. Brian Cage went for the discus clothesline on on Cody. Cody ducks. He hits Darby. And then he super kicks Cody. Picks Cody up for that. uh, Looks like a version of the the Lex, uh, the, the rack and then drops him in a Samoan drop-looking rack. And then uh, Cage goes after Darby Allen, and he's going to set Darby Allen up on the top rope. We're just minutes away from the main event ending as the time is running down for AEW's Dynamite tonight. It's been an action-packed show just like every week. Fantastic. As Darby Allen's on the top rope, Brian Cage up behind him, back elbows from Darby Allen, and that awesome camera in the corner. You can see Brian Cage just waylaying the back of Darby Allen. Darby Allen comes up and back headbutts Brian Cage. Darby turning himself around, and then here comes Ricky Starks. Starks grabs Darby Allen. Brian Cage jumps up in the air, kicking Darby Allen in the chest. Now Brian Cage up on top with his back turned. He's going to pick him up in the Samoan drop position. What is uh, Brian Cage thinking about doing here with Darby Allen? Oh, he's going to do the roll. Nope, he picks... Turns him into a Hoovy driver. Turns him into a Hoovy driver off the middle rope. Drops him. Three count is Darby Allen and Cody lose. Brian Cage just picked up a victory over the TNT champion in a tag team match. Hits him with a Hoovy driver off the middle rope and gets the pin. And now Taz is in the ring. Impressive finish there. As Brian Cage turns that, it looked like he had him in a Samoan drop position, swings him around for the Hoovy driver, driving Darby Allen down in the center of the ring, gets the cover. FTW beats Darby Allen and the TNT champion. 
Jeez, man, the TNT Champion Derby Allen and Cody just lost to FTW. That's heartbreaking for me. I'm I'm not a big fan of of you know Brian Cage, but Ricky Starks is a good competitor. I mean, Brian may be a good competitor, but he just Ricky Starks just attacked Darby Allen. Cody comes in to make the save, and then Brian jumps Cody from behind, and now now Cody is getting beat down by Brian Cage, and then Ricky Starks is going to go over and jump Darby. Referees signaling for the bell. Referee's trying to get him to ring the bell. He's not calling for any help. He's just, you know, ringing the bell. He's talking to Taz. He looked over at Taz like, get your boys. He's telling Taz to get his boys off of him. But Cody and Darby just got beat down. And then here comes Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs with a steel chair running off Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks. They both take off as Will Hobbs just came in with a chair. And now he sees the FTW title. That uh, self-proclaimed championship that Brian Cage is carrying around that used to belong to Taz that now belongs to Brian Cage. Will Hobbs is holding it up, and he's telling Brian Cage that he wants it. Oh, no! What the hell? Will Hobbs just took that FTW title and nailed Cody with it. What the hell? Will Hobbs just nailed Cody with the FTW title. What the hell? Will Hobbs has now aligned himself with Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and Taz. What the hell just happened? What did they do to get this man to team up with them? As Will Hobbs picks the FTW title up, I thought he was going to lay down a challenge to fight Brian Cage. Instead, Cody puts his hand on him to thank him, and Will Hobbs just turns on Cody, nailing Cody with the FTW championship, and now has aligned himself with Brian Cage, Taz, and Ricky Starks. What a, a, a hellacious ending to, to AEW Dynamite tonight, guys, as, as Will Hobbs, man, just... just Literally waylaid Cody with that FTW title. That's just, what the hell? I, I have no clue what just happened there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I added in some extra sounds and junk in there to kind of make everybody a little more entertained. I hope it's great. I hope y'all enjoyed uh, AEW Dynamite. I thoroughly did. And if you're in the New Orleans area, check out the Herps Reptile expo this weekend the 21st and 22nd they're gonna have thousands and thousands of snakes venomous non-venomous there'll be hedgehogs sugar gliders a number of different animals there as always check out the herps exotic reptile expo this weekend we'll definitely probably be there ourselves so if you're there and you run into me and you listen to the podcast give me a shout out but uh if you're in the New Orleans area, check that out. Y'all have a great week. Thanksgiving's coming up next week. Survivor Series is Sunday night. Uh, looking forward to covering that as it is the final farewell of The Undertaker. Mark Calloway is hanging up the boots. He's done. Uh, looking forward to seeing Savio Vega there to pay his respects to The Undertaker, as well as I'm sure Kane and several others that will be there to pay their respects. 
Looking forward to enjoying Survivor Series. Looking forward to seeing how the Team Raw, the women's take on Team SmackDown. And looking forward to seeing how you know Team Raw, the men's do against Team SmackDown. And kind of interested in the Roman Reigns and, and Drew McIntyre match now that Drew McIntyre's found his Scottish heritage and he's back and he's kicking arse and he's the, he's the WWE champion and he's ready to fight Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Champion versus champion. But uh, we'll see how it goes, guys. And, and I hope everybody has a great week. It's been a phenomenal week so far for us. Um, you know, not phenomenal with the fact that the kids have virtual class on Friday and and then they got a whole week off while I'm still in school. So it's going to be interesting. But, guys, it's been great. We hope you all have a blast. And, and don't forget, we've got some more Time Machine podcasts that will be coming out later, too. So enjoy as I'll be recording more of those throughout the upcoming days. Uh, as always, thank you guys. Stay safe and enjoy your wrestling.